0: This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, joining us on the phone today is Dr. Martin Wasserman, who is a retired pediatrician, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, You have a long and storied career, including a stint as the Secretary of Health and Mental Hygiene, serving under Governor William Donald Schaefer, a character in and of himself, and um, Paris Glenn Denning, who I run into in the post office, it seems, every other week here in Annapolis.
1: How are you today? I'm very good. It was interesting because I served under Governor Schaefer for about a month. It was an an interim appointment, but it, it was really nice to get to know him and, and it's true he truly is a character but just a very decent a very decent person.
0: Oh but between him and Louis Goldstein, I mean it's just wow. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That is for sure. Well a podcast listener here had contacted me and said that you had an incredibly interesting story and after she told me a little bit about it, I totally agree. Um, <laughs> you're eighty one years old, you enjoy swimming. Which is yes. not really unusual for adult recreation. I mean, golf, tennis, swimming—that makes sense. Um, but you took it a little bit further than that, and you've swum the great swim, swam the great Chesapeake Bay swim, twenty-five times. That correct? That's true.
1: At the twenty third one you crossed a hundred miles in the bay.
0: Okay, I never never even thought to think of it that way. That's hundred miles you get, of You get to
1: think about a lot of things water, water. It's not a very social sport. It's you, your brain and uh, and and the passage of time and rhythms.
0: Well, I, I, for those that are not in the know, um, except the COVID years, the swim is a 4.4-mile swim from Sandy Point State Park here over on the Western Shore to what is now Libby's Coastal Kitchens. It used to be Hemingway's over there on Kent Island near the Bay Bridge Marina. And I think it's the second Sunday, but it's every June. And it is an incredible race to see, to cheer on the folks, whether you're on the shore or lucky enough to be out in a boat or possibly even volunteering to uh, in a canoe or a kayak to make sure everybody sort of stays in between the spans. And, I mean, most people would never think about doing this once, but you've done it 25 times at age 81. I mean, when, when did this obsession start? <laughs>
1: Well, I've, I've swum nearly all my life, um, started swimming when I was five years old, did my first competition when I was 13, swam um, swam in college, did a little bit of master's and got out of it, but then started to stay in shape when I did, I've run uh, a number of local uh, public health agencies, and so to stay in shape as I got older, I found swimming to be uh uh, for me, a joy. Uh, the only the only downside of swimming is you mentioned tennis and golf. Uh, it's not a social sport. I mean, you do swimming, you are by yourself, but it's very contemplative, and um, and it serves the purpose of just the rhythm and the breathing. And it's just um, for me, it's just a way of getting away and being being isolated, alone, and uh, kind of in nature.
0: You know, I hear, I hear that. I go out and I walk every morning. I try to walk four miles every morning. And I've had so many people say, Hey, can I join you? And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm not, not that I don't like you or anything like that, but I I do like to be alone with my own thoughts. And, you know, maybe it's listening to a podcast or some music or, you know, just walking through the woods or whatever it may be. And there's something to be said about that. I think it's healthy, actually. I think it is too. When, When was your first base swim?
1: Was uh, It was actually the first year I was health secretary, so it was June 11th, which happened to be Paris glenn birthday. It was June 11th, 1995, and then I swum nearly every year except for uh, one when I was supposed to be in Oregon uh, as their health secretary. That's a different story. And then I had an illness uh, one year, and then it was closed for covid um, but the year that I didn't swim because of illness, and uh, they had some weather problems, and so they did not swim between the stands. So I swum nearly every uh, swim since 1995 uh, that was open between the stands.
0: Wow! Well, what what possessed you to swim it back in 95?
1: Was well, it just walking? It, uh, was
0: it just walking the walk?
1: <laughs> well, it was uh, one where I was trying to uh, set an example for. Because of my position uh, and, and as, as a physician representing the state and uh, talking about good nutrition and good health and uh, activities and exercise, I committed to swimming the bay. And I knew that if I made a public commitment and kept coming back to it as I would give talks and personalize them, uh, that one, it would force me through accountability to, to actually. Do the swim that year, and it would also possibly encourage others to um, to take on uh, kind of additional challenges in, with regard to their health and ac- in special activities.
0: Where does where does this fall in like the whole endurance events? I mean, you've got the marathons and the triathlons and the Ironmans and all that kind of stuff. You know, sometimes well, you think swimming is kind of leisurely. I mean, obviously it's not in the bay, but I, I mean, is this rank up there with a marathon have you ever done a marathon i guess
1: i've not done i've not done a marathon i, I bike um but I, I can tell you the marathon only does um or the Ironman is only a two mile swim and they'll do the 100 mile bike I, I think in a 26 mile uh, run if they don't do the four mile swim it's, it's one of the, the, the base one is one of the premier uh, outdoor swims, open water swims in the world, uh, just because of its location. And it's um, the equivalent. Good swimmers will swim uh, probably about four to one. It's uh, if, if you can do a mile in four minutes, you'll do a 16 minute swim or or better on both sides. But that's about it.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, I, I know that I was looking at some of the results from this year, and, I mean, you've had representatives oh. from age 13 to 81. I mean, you were the anchor <laughs> the anchor man, I guess. I, I truly was the anchor dragging through the water. Well, no, I mean, you, you absolutely weren't. I mean, you know, the, the best time was a, a, a 17-year-old from Crofton in an hour and 35 minutes, and you huh. just chalk that up to being a kid. But, you know, <laughs> you know the uh, last finisher was... Um twenty-four from Stevensville and he was at almost four hours. He was three hours and fifty seven minutes. But you were um you were you were a lot less than that. You were about three hours and twenty minutes. Right. So right.
1: But actually that was uh, it was a tough swim this year. At least it was tough for me and it was um that was my slowest swim I've done it my best swim was around 220 and this year it was, it was 320. And it, it, each swim is different. Actually, each stroke can be different. The temperature can change in an instant. The, the currents can change. The winds can change. It's totally unpredictable. That's, I think, that's what makes it uh, so exciting and so challenging and so, um, I guess, anxiety provoking in the two weeks leading up to it.
0: Well, how do you try? do you train for this? I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm assuming that you swim pretty much year round, but not in four mile increments.
1: No, I'll swim uh, when I go into the pool. I used to swim uh, two miles five five days a week when I was working full time. And it's interesting um, that when you uh, when you have more time, it's harder to be as disciplined so now i swim two or three times a week and most of it is two miles but occasionally i'll drop down to one and a half always at least one and a half miles every time i go into the pool i used to do two miles in just under an hour now it's um it's a mile and a half in just under an hour so age over the past 20 years has has taken a considerable toll on the on the time, I've, I've slowed down, but, um, you know, the point is, as my physician says, how many 81-year-olds are swimming the bay and stop complaining because it's a good form of exercising. You're in pretty good shape and pretty good health.
0: Wow. That's, yeah, I'll, I'll say. I, I Every time I, I see this swim, I'm amazed at the range of ages the endurance and i remember one year there was an attorney from i think he was from new york and what was unusual about him was that he was a quadriplegic he or a a quad amputee so he had you know no arms and no legs uh he was outfitted with a, a fin or a flipper on you know on on his lower torso and he was slathered in zinc oxide and was you know paddled or you know across the bay on his back Wow. and I'm like this is absolutely amazing I mean he didn't win obviously uh, and he, he was not last but I'm like what what it's can the human, what can the human yeah. body not do when it's you know really forced to do something like that
1: I've seen some of the um, swimmers who have had disabilities and what they're what they're able to do and it's really I, I have a very a good blind friend than what he's able to do and in negotiating a world that is difficult when you have all of your faculties intact uh, and then then to see some of these incredible physical feats done by people who don't have the gifts that most of us have and most of us squander um but it, it truly is and i and i admit um, a young uh, woman pediatrician who had done the bay with uh, she had had an unfortunate motorcycle accident when she was uh, I guess in college and she had a, a great career medically uh, and she she swam as a as a partial amputee.
0: Wow, that's you know it's, it's we're getting we're getting sort of way off the the topic here, but in <laughs> in our lifetimes we have seen the ability for you know, older people for people with disabilities or differing abilities. And, uh, you know, you know, kids would have been born with Down syndrome. That's okay. Well, let's institutionalize. And that's what we do. Um mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, my grandparents' generation, my grandparents weren't like that. But I mean, it was, you know, when they turned 60, okay, okay, we need to go get the walker and, you know, shop for mm-hmm. nursing homes and everything else. And, you know, my father, he, he's passed on now, but, you know, he was traveling in his 90s. I mean he was you know off to Europe with his wife and and it's amazing what how far we've come to be able to um, accommodate everybody and and the desire for people to be accommodated it's it's a wonderful place we are right now I think
1: from 1900 to um, to 2000 we gained a year in expected longevity for every 3 years of that century, so we gained 30 years of life in that uh, 30 to 33 years of life between 1900 and, and 2000. So you know, like wow. 55 to 85, or, or whatever it was,
0: 50 to 80. That's crazy. Well, I mean, how did how did you prepare for this this race? I mean, this is your 25th. This is a big race. I mean, you're getting older. I mean, as you said, that your times are getting slower, and I'm sure it, it's each. So succeeding is a little bit more difficult. But how did how do you prepare for this? How do you train?
1: Well, I, you know, as I said, I train year round, so I'm I'm in the pool at least two to three days a week doing that mile and a half. But I start getting serious in in March and April. And what I what I started a tradition uh, when I was health secretary when when the session the legislative session ended. Um, die died. Um, there's a big party at midnight, and everybody goes out and celebrates and gets drunk, and the next day, uh, people are hung over. And, and what I did the next day after, after a brief celebration, while everybody else took the day off from work, I went to uh, my swimming pool and did a four-and-a-half-mile swim. And that started a tradition for me. I, the day after signing died, I go into the pool and do a four and a half mile swim. As I got older, the, the, the notion that on the Tuesday after that Monday uh, that I would have to be in the water and do a four and a half mile swim made me go into the pool one day and say, you know, let's not do it that day. Why don't we do it right now, today? And so for the past several years, I'll just walk into the pool one day and say, okay, how do you feel? Let's go for it. And today, or this year, it was uh, walked in the pool one day and three hours later I walked out and people said, what do you do? What were you doing? I said, I was practicing for the pay. It was four and a half miles and it was three hours.
0: Wow. Wow, awesome. Um- 25th, what was so special about this race? I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a huge number. You said 24 was your 100 miles in the Bay. Was there anything 23, special?
1: 20, oh, 23. 23. 20, well, 25 was just, for me, a, a, a landmark. They make, uh, uh, they identify in five year increments. And so um, you'll get a little plaque for doing. 5, 10, or I guess it's 10, 15, 20. So I had a 15-year and a 20-year, and it took a while because of COVID and, and the injury that I had to get to 25. And I'm getting older. You know, there is no, there's no guarantee that when you leave Sandy Point that you're going to get to the other side. I, you know, I decided and, you know that I'm going to have to be pulled out. I'm going to have to have some kind of a medical problem that's going to prevent me from... You know where it becomes life threatening to go in. What was interesting this year, John, was that they, when you were signing in, uh, you had the opportunity, if if you wanted or thought you might need special assistance, you could choose a red rather than a green cap this year. The green cap was the official uh, base swim cap. And I think I I may have been the only person to select the red cap. And the reason that I did that it was a it was a, a very purposeful decision. I um I, I I knew from past swims that when when I went to get out the balance and, and as I got older my balance is not as good, but after swimming you know, horizontally for four and a half miles, you get up, and, and then you you stand and you start to walk. And I would falter and a couple times fall, and I might need, one year I actually needed some help. I had it. I was before I had a hip replaced. And so somebody actually came down and helped me get up and uh, helped assist me over the finish line. So I figured if I needed assistance, if I wore the red cap, I'd be easily picked out so I did that but then I said you know well that's that's not macho to where you know to point out your vulnerabilities and then I started to think about the public health messaging and and I I thought if any why did you choose to wear a red cap and it was safety over vanity the reason that I wouldn't have worn a red cap was I was too vain and I didn't want to identify myself i decided i would make that statement and as i looked at, at some of the videos not the videos but the pictures of people finishing the race i i, I only saw one guy in a red cap and that was me and in the middle of the race i think it was the the third mile the currents were picking up and i was being pushed toward the north span of the bridge and um which you know you come out on the south stand so this makes it really difficult to exit when you're particularly tired but so as i'm being threatened to um to to be disqualified i noticed the kayaker following me and he followed me for about 200 yards and i'm thinking this guy is going to disqualify me then he said he sees me in a red cap and he knows that I'm, I know that I might have difficulty and he's just going to rescue me. And what it did was the, the next thing I remember, I remember swimming hard and then I found myself miraculously and I don't know, teleportation or whatever, but I was back in the middle of the, in the middle of the bay and the, the kayaker was gone. And so, and then it took a while to get back to, to get through the stands and and out on that last uh, last half mile of the of the swim.
0: Well, there you are with your that's your uh, aloneness, you, your brain, and your your mental acuity to turn around and you know all of a sudden it happens there. That's pretty that's pretty neat. What have you had any memorable races? Which ones are the most memorable for you? Well, good, bad, was, or indifferent. Uh,
1: well, most of them. Most of them are the, the challenge. The, the first year was uh, when I did it. Was the, the currents were I did not anticipate the currents. I know there were several times where I came very, very close to swimming under one of the spans which is is a disqualification um so that was that was one there was one where the temperatures uh, of the water was were down at i think it was 64 degrees and a number of people were hypo, hypothermic sure. um barbara said that she heard a number of ambulances uh, taking people out of the water she said when i came out i was ashen gray and um i guess it's the terror of not finishing that uh that warmed me up and the adrenaline i can't give you a physiological reason but that was memorable there was another one where um i thought they should have actually not held the swim because that that week the um the winds were up around 20 miles an hour and i looked at what what that was and pretty tough swim Um, but the they said that the winds were predominantly uh from they were coming from the west toward the east. And if anything, they were gonna make this one of your better swims. But there were gusts that year up to forty miles an hour and and you know, I had to swim I swim and breathe on both sides, but I had to alternate the alternate breathing so that I didn't inhale waters. And there were times where I'm sure that the um there were waves that were I don't know, one or two feet high. It felt like it felt like I was just bobbing in the water and I couldn't see you know, I couldn't see anything but the next wave in front of me. So that was that was probably the most memorable other than the times, you know, the past two where the currents toward the end were were really very, very strong and it was difficult. The currents in the tide seemed to be put coming from pushing you toward the west and north, and your direction was south and east. So, and this was while, you know, the guy who finished was on the shore, you know, eating the pizza, uh, changing clothes, and watching a movie, you know, while the rest of us, while I'm still in the pool, um, they're still in the bay, swimming. The other thing that was memorable this year, uh, which, which we hadn't discussed, was when I finished the swim last year, I was 80, the oldest, and the oldest finisher. After the, and I was feeling pretty good, 80 years old, because the bay, somebody uh, invited me in Blackwater to do a 50 mile bike ride uh, three weeks later. And I did that, and I'm saying, wow, you're, gosh, you're 80 years old, this is fantastic. And then uh, we have horses, and my horse threw me for the first time in a decade. and picked myself up, went to the mirror and looked at the bruises and saw that I had put on a considerable amount of weight. And so I said, um, for your 25th swim, why don't you make a commitment to drop 20 pounds and get into the wetsuit that you wore back in 1995 for your first swim? And so so I was thinking about that. And about a, a month later or three weeks later at the PCRM annual Meeting uh, where they talk about the benefits, the health benefits, the weight reduction benefits, the dealing with obesity and, and, and diabetes, uh, which I don't have, but of, of a vegan plant-based diet. I said, you know, that is that's the vehicle. If I go vegan and in plant-based, that's how I will lose weight, be healthy, and and get into the swim. And so during that conference at the dinner on Friday night, I was sitting with a number of PCRM folks and I said, you know, I'm going to create Project Wetsuit. I'm going to get into the wetsuit that I wore 25, 30 years ago, 1995, and I'm going to uh, do that through a vegan diet, and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And they said, that's that's wild, that's fantastic. And the, the woman who runs the, the research, for whom I do some uh, safety uh, monitor for, for the research experiments, said, well, why don't I help coach you? And so every Monday, uh, for the first couple of months, we would have a, a conference, a brief conference call, and now it's just come to weigh in on Mondays. And, but the first time, uh, her name is Dr. Hannah Calliova, and she's she's uh, uh, Czech, um, but brilliant english and when you can do humor in another in another language subtle humor in another language that really speaks to your brilliance but well, she said the our first meeting she wanted my height and weight and was figuring out my body mass index and she said you want to lose 20 pounds she said when you lose 20 pounds you'll still be overweight if you lose 30 pounds you'll then be at appropriate weight for your age. Just make it. And I said, well, oh, this is going to be tough working with her. 20 pounds is good enough. <laughs> and that's, that's an opening salvo. And, and so, um, she kept pushing and she kept me on the straight and narrow. And every time I would falter, she would, you know, pick me up and encourage and cheerlead and remind me to, you know, what, what the goal was. And, and, I was going to put the wetsuit on if I I was 195 when I started. So if I got to 175 and I weighed myself every day, if I got to 175 and I could hold that weight for three consecutive days or five days out of eight, that would be a signal that I could try on the wetsuit. So the first day I got under 175, it says 169 something, and I held that for three days and people had said you know this 25 year old wetsuit you're going to try and get into it and it's going to crack on you <laughs> so, but it, it was i'm not sure what it was made of it was a, a different product it's not as sleek as the uh, as the current one that i have but sure enough i got into it and and uh, hannah was um, hannah said well that's good you you got that goal, but why don't you keep going? Because there were still a few months before the day swim. So it was, why don't you go in five-pound increments? So it was get to 170. And then it was get under 170. And and believe it or not, but the Saturday before the Sunday swim, I was at 164.1. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Oh. And so, Congratu- like congratulations! Congratulations on that. That's for sure. And and you and you, owe, you owe this to a vegan diet, and there obviously some can- exercise. But yeah,
1: wow. Yeah, it was the diet and, and, and truly the discipline. When I'm focused, and you know, just like in the swim, when I'm focused, it's it's a pretty powerful laser uh, focus. So that this past year, for the most part. I was pretty focused. I could go into the refrigerator or, the, or the, uh, the, the the pantry and see the things that I would ordinarily eat. And at least for the first six months, I was totally disciplined. And, and if you look at the graph of weight loss, it's just a straight shot down. For um, And it took about to, from August through, uh, I think, mid-October, early October to lose the first 20 pounds and then another three months for the next yeah. five pounds, I guess. And, yeah. Wow. Whatever. Are you still keeping it off? That was 165 yesterday. It was 167 today. So it stayed around, um, between 165 and 170 for most of the last, uh, the last month or six weeks. So I've relaxed that discipline a little bit. There'll be some crackers and some wine, but we were at the beach, we were at Rehoboth for a week, and there was, yeah. You know, I'd walk the boardwalk, and all of those things that are enticing, and <laughs> totally unhealthy and fattening. You know, I didn't have, I didn't do it. Not a one. would go back home and cook, um, cook my tofu and vegetable dishes that I've i grown to really love over this past. Uh, year. You know, Hannah said. Because I said, you know, the day after the swim, it's over. And she said, well, let's just focus on the swim. She says, because what's going to happen? And this was one of her early, you know, posts. You got to get down to 165 comments. So when you get, when you get past the swim, you're going to think about it and you're going to say, you know, I feel pretty healthy and I look pretty good. And you know, this diet was, has become a habit and a way of life. And, I'm going to stick to it, and so now I, uh, when I go off, and I and I will go off it at times. There's a a, a guilt feeling, so I'm pretty much vegetarian, maybe ninety percent, eighty five,
0: ninety percent vegan. Awesome, Can, well, congratulations on everything, man! The, on the weight loss, on the twenty fifth swim, and you know your 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 career. It sounds like you're having a Having a wonderful retirement. I mean, certainly not letting any, uh, any moss grow, <laughs> grow on that side. I, I guess, Dr. Bossman, before we wrap it up, one last question I have for you. Is there a 26 swim? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It would be great to do that swim at, at the same weight. And it would be nice to, to be a little stronger. It's going to take more discipline to do the strength training for some reason than the, uh, than the diet. And I'm not exactly sure why. That's what I'd like to do for next year, but I'll be satisfied to, to get in the water and, 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 do that swim next year. In fact, there is an older fellow who, um, that I met he um, did not finish last year's swim and um, I tried reaching him right now he's 87 years old he was gonna he was signed up to do this year's swim but in April and he, he told me I spoke with him just before the swim this year. In April he was doing a four mile swim and he felt a twinge in his shoulder and so uh two weeks ago he had rotator cuff surgery. Oh. So he was he was out this year, but we've become friends. I've said there's nothing I would like more than getting to the shore with you next year and being number two. In the the finishers, and uh, he'll be 88 years old when I'm when I'm 82. So, that's wild. That, 80 that'd awesome. yeah. that would yeah, be that awesome.
0: That would be awesome.
1: He's done more. Uh, he's done some swims in Englanders. He does a lot more international type swimming. So I haven't met him. Uh, he comes into he had a surgery in Baltimore and moved from Gaithersburg to Pennsylvania, but one, one of his times when he comes into Baltimore, we're going to meet for the first time, and uh, it will be uh, wonderful to get to know him. It's a very interesting, very interesting act.
0: Fantastic. Well, Dr. Wasserman, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service to the state of Maryland as the huh. Secretary of Health and Mental Hygiene back, well, back in the day, and for those that may be thinking about this base swim, you want to go to base and that's where it gives you sort of the information and ultimately you can register after you get in shape um but you're going to have to watch out for dr wasserman because he's uh going be back to swim 26 <laughs> and he'll be
1: behind you and, and if you're interested in staying healthy go to org, and you can find recipes for vegan diets and um and all sorts of information on a wonderful organization that focuses on health and, uh, and well-being for the planet.
0: Well, I'm definitely going to check that out, and I appreciate uh, your time and uh, getting to know you, and uh, wow, congratulations on you know all that you've accomplished and certainly uh, the least of which is this Chesapeake Bay swim. Thank you so much. Well, thanks a lot, John. This has been a bonus podcast from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.